Welcome to the Legal Marketing Podcast by Wise Media, a show dedicated to helping attorneys and law firms generate more leads, revenue, and growth with the latest marketing strategies. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Legal Marketing Podcast. This is Carmen. Today I'm joined by my co-founder, Evan, and we'll be discussing why your practice needs to be on Instagram heading into the next year and for many years to come because Mm -hmm. Instagram is probably the biggest and by far the most influential social media platform globally. And especially if you're a brand or a business that needs to regularly stay in contact with its clients, that's really important as a law firm and attorney that you're constantly prospecting and you're building those relationships. And social media Mm -hmm. is one of the best way because Instagram has over 200 million users that visit a business profile at least once a day. So if you're not on Instagram, you're definitely missing out on a lot of traffic and potential leads. And you mm-hmm. know, at the end of the day, consumers want to interact with you before calling for your services. Hence the name social media. People are there to be social. So they want to make sure that, that they can interact with your brand, see your face, see the human behind the firm and the business. Mm-hmm. And they want to see what you're really like. They want to get value. And they want to also see the people you help and if they can kind of click with that and resonate with it. And you know, Instagram, if you use it correctly, has tons of upsides. You need to be posting on a regular basis. You got to use Instagram stories, introduce your team members. We'll be going into different types of content you can create exactly. But there's so many different strategies that on a regular basis can really help you increase your online visibility and generate mm-hmm. leads. And a large majority of Instagram users right now are about 25 to 35. There's every demographic on there, but that tends to be mm-hmm. the biggest uh, age group. Yeah, um, I think what's good about it is really any industry where they have people either in that 25 to 35 age range or that they're aging out of that into an older demographic that, you know, is perfect for for you. So, you know, for example, in that 25 to 35 range, a lot of people are getting married. uh, And if the divorce process happens early, then you being on Instagram is great. And if it happens a couple of years later, you know, you've developed that relationship with them when they're 32. And then when they're 36, they see you on Instagram, they get in contact. You know what I mean? Those, those are the type of relationships that you can develop. Uh, you know, one thing we, we've seen has been uh, copyright and business lawyers uh, working with tech founders that found them through Instagram. You know what I mean? Who run into a copyright issue with their startup or their app uh, and then find the perfect lawyer for them through Instagram. Uh, you know, if your industry deals with anyone in that age range or like I said, potentially aging out of that into your demographic, being active on Instagram is key because everybody uses it. It's it's a full age range demographic. And then regardless of their age, they wanna look you up on these social media platforms before they make that first move and reach out. Like Carmen said, they wanna put a face to the name. They wanna see the person behind the, the two last names of the law firm, for instance. Uh, and being able to see you in your office, what the office looks like, where they could potentially be doing a consultation, you know, how meetings work on Zoom, meetings with clients, you know, if you can go that extra step and turn your Instagram into somewhere where they can learn something about you, uh, it can go such a long way to getting more clients down the line. Yeah, it builds kind of like the relationship and the rapport before they even reach out. They like see mm-hmm. you and all your attorneys and everything, and they also see you're posting content, like adding value to their life and other people, so it builds up that mm-hmm. trust. But if they look up your firm on Instagram, and they can't find it. It's it's you know it's gonna be a bad impression, pretty much every yeah. time. Yeah, right? have you ever heard of the term like parasocial relationships? Oh yeah, yeah. Where it's like basically one person is developing a relationship with someone else, despite that person maybe not even knowing they exist, right? Mm-hmm. And what we found with lawyers is you know if you're answering someone's questions on a platform like Instagram, if you're you know being a a guide or a community leader, 
um, you know, they might grow to know and like you without even, you know, speaking a word to you. You might not even know they exist and they feel like they can trust you enough to reach out and share their personal information. So that's where a platform like Instagram or we've talked about TikTok and LinkedIn, these are places where beyond your website, you can actually become their advisor, their trusted person, their confidant without even speaking a word to them. And then they get in contact and want to work with you. So social media is a great platform for that. Yeah, exactly. And even with Wise Media and like other businesses I've been involved with, there's been tons of times where a client would tell me like, oh, you know, I read your blog for a year, you know, and followed you on social yeah. media and I joined your email list. But it, you know, it was months or a year went by before they finally reached out and became a client for whatever business it is. So when you're active on all these channels and you're putting out good content and whatnot, people literally become, you know, like a fan and a part of that audience and they're tuning in on a regular basis and actually keeping up with you. And that's why the mm -hmm. first step is just create the profile if you don't have it. Get Instagram on your phone and make sure to convert it to a business account because you get some more features and capabilities. You know, mm -hmm. add a nice headshot or a professional photo of you as a profile picture. Or if you have a nice logo, get that up on there. And then mm -hmm. your bio should just really simply explain what your firm does and how you help people. Make sure to add a link to your website in there as well. And then we can mm -hmm. also do is have a call to action, like visit our website, get a consultation. We're always talking about mm -hmm. CTAs, so make sure there's one right in the bio as well. Um, and then make sure to look at, you know, your brand colors and your assets. So like all the colors and whatnot matches. And even when you're creating content, if you use something like Canva or PictoChart, when you're actually creating those graphics for Instagram, you can use your, uh, your brand colors. So it's all familiar and consistent. So when they visit your mm -hmm. website and then they hit your Instagram, it all feels and looks similar and doesn't confuse them. Yeah, it, it can be something where, you know, if you don't think of that, you'll just use random fonts and random colors for all your posts. And it, it will just not look right and you won't know why, right? You'll be looking at other profiles and saying, how are they so, how is their brand so on point? Uh, and it's something small like that where you might not notice it first, but over time, you know, if you make sure you're, if you're doing the posts yourself or you're hiring a company to do it, you know, communicating what the colors are and the fonts, as well as the overall style, what images you probably want to be using. This is stuff that you can pull from your website. Um, you know, it, it just creates that consistency, which is so important. Um, in terms of what we normally do for best practices for writing the, the bio, that, that little tech block of text above your Instagram profile, uh, is we like to usually have uh you know something about how they help people so saying like carmen said helping helping people immigrate to canada uh, but then also having ask me any questions or shoot me you know we're do, we do q a's once a week or something like that where you know there's not only the place they can get in contact but there's also a place on instagram where they can just direct message you uh, any questions and knowing that they'll get an answer from it because that's a way you can develop a relationship on the platform without them even calling you. They might submit a random question and then two weeks later want to get in contact. So setting up your profile the right way is key to, to get started. Yeah, even like message us your legal questions or something. Yeah. And then in the DMs, you actually, you know, help them out. And then eventually you can have that call to action in the convo to say, you know, go to our website and we'll hop on the phone on a free consultation yeah. to continue, something like that. Exactly. And then the key to any kind of social media marketing is having good consistency and a nice schedule. So you wanna make sure that on Instagram and every platform for that matter, mm -hmm. that you're taking advantage of scheduling features. I personally like Buffer and Hootsuite, so you should be getting one of those social media tools, uh, integrating your accounts, and then you can essentially schedule posts ahead of time. So you or your team don't have to log in the account every single day and post mm -hmm. it manually, it'll just post itself. And you also make sure that you're brainstorming 
evergreen content. So something that's never gonna go out of style, it's always gonna be irrelevant. It's not based on trends or like current events or anything. It's good to mm -hmm. hop on those waves and cause they can get a lot of engagement, but maybe like 80% or so of your content should be evergreen related to your exact practice area. Once again, whether it's immigration law, family law, you wanna make it really focused on what you offer to people. So you're attracting that right audience, they're resonating and engaging with that content. And no matter if someone, you know, one year later comes to your Instagram, they can see that post and they're going to resonate with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And when we think of evergreen uh, social media content, uh, what we're thinking there is, you know, if you're queuing up a bunch of posts and let's say Squid Game just came out, the TV show, and you want to do a funny Squid Game meme related to, you know, your firm, but you queue it up for two months out, by the time it's been posted, it's not exactly the flavor of the month anymore, right? For, compare that to if you, you know, post a tactic or a strategy, let's say with copyright law, one thing you should always ask yourself before you register a new copyright or, you know, are releasing an intellectual property to the world. Something like that, no matter when you post it, it's not going out of style. Um, you can still do those posts, but try to do them more, um, you know, around the time you thought of it. So that way it's still relevant versus queuing them up way in advance and hoping, hey, I hope this is still culturally significant in a couple of months, right? Um, as well, something else you can do with creating a schedule is you can pre-queue up seasonal posts. So for example, um, you know, if you're a family lawyer and you have some advice for people heading into the holidays on how to deal with their family, uh, you know, you can queue that up way in advance knowing that it'll be posted at the right time at the right place um, you know, and the best part about scheduling tools is you can turn them off at any time. So for example, if your firm goes through changes, if there's a large social event, I know uh, with COVID, there was a lot of people pausing their social media queues. You're able to completely control that and not feel, you know, like you're, you're juggling all these different things. Scheduling tools can kind of be that automated assistant that's taking all this work off your hands and kind of keeping things easy. Oh yeah, it saves a lot of time and energy. Definitely have mm -hmm, to make sure to sure. listen to our marketing tools episode as well to learn more about that. Yeah. And in terms of the content you post, it's also important to avoid consistent self-promotion. It is okay to you know have content maybe every three or four posts that talks about your firm and awards, achievements, maybe like promotes your services and whatnot. But remember, once again, people are on social media to get value, entertainment, information, and to be social. So just every three to four posts, I would say you can make it self-promotional. And that's across mm -hmm. the board. If you're doing email marketing, anything, just make sure that you're offering more value up front and then doing something that kind of promotes what you do. And now you can mm -hmm. also be sharing articles and legal news about topics relevant to your clients. That'll keep them coming back to your page. That can be news about your firm and what you're doing, but also just, you know, maybe news in the local area, news globally, anything kind of related to your individual practice area and industry. Mm -hmm. Once again, you're posting about that one specific topic over and over again. And so they have to keep coming back to get updates. And what's cool too about that, if you're reposting and leveraging third-party content, you're not really creating it yourself. You know, that event happened, the news happened, and then you just create your own post about it. So it speeds up the process. You can mm -hmm. also answer FAQs um, and just give like answers to common questions you get from clients. And you can take these questions from your sales calls and all the data you have. Or you can just give mm -hmm. tips about your industry, kind of like Evan was talking about with maybe like uh, holidays are coming up and you're a family lawyer, you can talk about how to you know, everyone can get along, things like that. So just, you know, hyper-focus it towards your ideal clients. And then you can also share community trends, holiday, uh, things like, you know, if it's Halloween or Christmas or New Year's, you can just say happy holidays, Merry Christmas, whatever it is, really easy win for a piece of content. Mm -hmm. 
And what I like mm -hmm. on Canva.com, if you use that, or probably most tools have it, is there's already like holiday templates. So you just click it, you add your brand colors, and then you can post it right away. Yeah. And then, it, you know, behind the scenes stuff is always really nice too. So if you do anything with your team, you have a party, an event, you guys do charity, you volunteer, definitely post that. It kind of goes back to the whole human element. They can see like the people behind the law firm, your real people, mm -hmm. they might click with those values too. You know, if you're doing like a environment cleanup or you're donating to something, that might click actually with your ideal client because they have those same values. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's something that can be so small, but can have such a large impact. Just taking one picture at the corporate holiday party, um, you know, can show that you guys are human, that you're people and that you're the type of people that, you know, they connect to and they want to spend time with. Um, you know, the, the biggest thing we find when we start working with a law firm is we check their social media profiles and literally all they're posting is book a consultation, work with us. Here's how, like, here's why we want to work with you. It's always going for the sale way too fast. And uh, again, w at the start of this podcast, what we talked about was the benefit of social media. And really at its core, what it is, is that you're able to develop that relationship with a client before they reach out. The goal here isn't to try to hard sell them right away. They'll develop that over time and want to reach out to you. So the goal here should be trying to help people to, you know, affect change that they go through their life and something was in the back of their head that, oh, that law firm gave me that tip on Instagram. And then, you know, I remembered it in this situation. You know, those are the type of things where the more you can give, the more that people will want to, you know, they'll trust you. You'll be the first person they think of when they're engaged in a legal situation and they need to get in contact with someone. You know, that's where Instagram comes into play. So don't feel like you're not getting anything out of it if you're not just pushing for the sales look at it more as how you're developing relationships with um with the potential clients yeah and don't get too fancy either like when it comes to the content you share it can literally just be behind the scenes photos something you snap on your phone you know you guys mm -hmm. at the office you with a new client or something it doesn't have to be overly fancy and complex like gary v the marketer he always talks about how you need to document versus create so even if you mm -hmm. show like a quick photo of you guys at the office or, you know, you're having a little event, a little charity event, whatever it is, it might not seem like the greatest, most craziest piece of content in the world, but you're constantly kind of reminding people that you're active, you're out there, they're seeing your name and face and being reminded of you. So you kind of think about it like that. And it takes a lot of the pressure off the content marketing when you just simplify it like that. Mm -hmm. And then no matter what content you're posting, you can increase your visibility with hashtags. And I think you can have, what is it, up to 30 per post and pretty much you, just, so. you put the hashtags either one of the best ways to do it is you put the post and then you actually comment the hashtag so then it doesn't kind of fill up the description it looks a little bit cleaner but mm -hmm. um there's tons of tools out there if you look up like instagram hashtag research or something like that um, but even hashtag or instagram itself like if you put in a hashtag and a, a word it'll suggest you different uh hashtags so you can actually just use the built-in function i use that all the time and then mm -hmm. pretty much what you do is you post these hashtags and then your post will be found under all those hashtags and it greatly increases your exposure. And you might mm -hmm. just start off with like five to 10. Some people put like the entire 30 and you can do that. If you do that, make sure once again, it's in a separate comment or it doesn't really look good. But it's a yeah. really easy way, especially when you're first posting and building up your account just to get that visibility, get some followers, get engagement. And if you're posting every day and using the hashtags, you're gonna really build up your followers over time. And like anything, you know, an email list, your website traffic, it takes time. So be patient. Just make sure you're posting every day and you're using those hashtags and try to use a blend of ones that have like very little competition.
some that are kind of like mid competition and those like really big ones like law legal whatever it might be mm -hmm. yeah um the the biggest thing you can do with hashtags is leverage how smart instagram is right instagram wants to show people content that they care about and it's one thing to use the hashtags to show up on that feed of the of the specific hashtag but what it also does is it teaches instagram what your content is about so for example if you're only using legal hashtags in your posts and then even more niche copy hashtag copyright law for instance you go one step deeper one step deeper Instagram's gonna find the people who would value that based on their Facebook information, their Instagram information, their interests, who they're following, what they like. And on their recommended pages, on their explore pages, your posts will start showing up completely organically. You'll start to think, where am I getting these followers from? Where are people finding me? And it's from the work you did to educate Instagram what your post is about, right? So take some time to look at how other um, you know, law firms, what what hashtags other law firms are using, uh, you know, look at, you know, uh, influencers in the space, you know, the go-to lawyer in your niche that, that is just so popular on Instagram. What hashtags are they using? Where do they show up? What do their competitors do? You really don't have to reinvent the wheel with this because we find when people feel like they have to do the research, they might, uh, you know, get a little overwhelmed and just not do it. So, you know, don't reinvent the wheel, keep it simple. Use, use 10 to 15 hashtags, use some big ones, some small ones, and over time you're gonna see that Instagram's understood what your profile is and it starts um, you know, seeding that content out to the right audience. Another simple thing you can do too as well, which you should be doing probably about every day, is using Instagram stories because they're a really simple way to answer questions. You can do polls and get data. You can just record quick videos and show the team and just kind of show behind the scenes of what's going on. And it kind of goes back to the whole documenting thing. You can just show mm -hmm. like a quick story of you guys working on something, you know, at the office or going out for lunch, whatever it might be. And they expire mm -hmm. in 24 hours. But also something I like doing is when you post an actual Instagram post, you can uh, actually put that as your story. So that's a really easy way to kind of get two pieces of content at once. So you post that mm -hmm. graphic or whatever it is, and then you can actually hit right uh, when you upload it to put on your story. So that's an easy way. Or you can just, you can just record an actual new story of whatever it might be. Yeah, and then we suggest creating one for your team, one for your Q&A, one for legal topics, because you can actually pin your stories to your account. Uh, I can't remember what they're called, like archives or something. Uh, I think they're called saved stories. Yeah, saved I think stories. Like the, the name of it. Yeah, if you go to like a profile and you see those like circles and then like mm -hmm. they're like named, that's like saved stories. So as you post more and more stories and kind of organize them, and then so even though they only last 24 hours, you can kind of reorganize them and then people that come to your account can you know see them for the first time even though they might have been posted months ago yeah the the idea of the saved stories is that you know they last publicly for you for 24 hours but when you save them they actually become their own little portfolio of content that at the top when someone visits your profile they see all your posts but then they also see frequently asked questions they also see you know see the team meet the team or something like that right uh, one of the most common things we recommend to lawyers is little offhand answers to questions, little ideas. Hey, if you're looking at this, make sure to look for this term because based on my experience as ex lawyer, that means that, you know, like a, a little story, a little sidebar comment, you know, that you can just record quickly, throw it out there and add it to those saved stories. It suddenly becomes a resource for someone to look through where you put in a minute of work, you know, three or four times a week 
over time, somebody's able to engage with that for 20 minutes. They can look through the entire thing, learn so much, you know, um, and see all your frequently asked questions. It's something you can refer potential clients to. It becomes a, a, an asset to promote your business. So, you know, make sure to take advantage of those stories and also look at what other professionals are doing in the space in order to, you know, get a good grasp of what type of stories connect with people. Yeah, competitive research is kind of like across the board in all your marketing and social media. You should go look at other lawyer profiles, especially like the really big ones that have like hundreds of thousands, millions of followers, and see what kind of content they're doing. You know, what questions do they ask and answer? How are their stories laid out on their profile? How are they engaging with people? And then kind of reverse engineer that and you can create similar content, you know, see how often they're posting and everything. So you can kind of refine your own social strategy based on what's already working for another firm. So it speeds up your process of actually building out your own Instagram strategy in itself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, and, and one other thing you can do is when, when you're checking out uh, your competitors, even within the city, but also uh, way beyond it globally, really, uh, is one thing we really suggest is to hop into their comments and see if people are asking questions that you feel you have the authority to answer. For example, if you're a personal injury lawyer, look up some of the biggest personal injury lawyers in North America and see if people in the comments are asking about their specific case or, you know, does this mean this or does this apply to this? You can hop in and answer that question in just a couple of words. They'll see your profile. They'll get notified of your profile. They'll see you, you know, you've answered their question. What we found is doing that a couple minutes a day, you know, shelling out 15 minutes to manage your Instagram on all these friends we've talked about, you know, if you answer a few questions, we 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 got it from uh, Gary V that the two cent method, as he said, just give your two cents on a bunch of people's comments each day, right? And you'll start to find your Instagram account just starts growing and growing and growing because the giant account doesn't have the time to respond to all those questions. You can hop in, answer a few, and suddenly you become an essential resource. They'll start going to you. You'll start basically gaining their audience their audience will start flowing through naturally to yours so you know take the time to look up other pros take the time to look up other leaders in your industry and not only track what strategies they're using but also engage with their comments because you'll find a lot of people will just want to see yours as well yeah, and you're kind of like leveraging their audience that they built exactly. at that point and once again people are on social media to be social so whether it's on instagram twitter facebook jump in those conversations you know that's why people are there and then they're mm -hmm. going to check out your profile follow you engage with your content back and you know, overall, Instagram's just a really underrated marketing channel, I think, for law firms and attorneys. You know, if you post content on a regular basis, you use targeted hashtags, and just focus on adding value. It's gonna drive a lot of traffic to your website that actually converts. And we do social media marketing for our legal clients at Wise Media all the time, and using those strategies really helps us see great results. Now, if you mm -hmm. want to learn more about legal marketing, feel free to stop by the show notes to get more resources. Thanks for tuning in today, and we'll both catch you in the next episode. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to the Legal Marketing Podcast by Wise Media. Subscribe to the show to get the latest episodes and visit wisemedia.ca to learn more about legal marketing or scheduling a free consultation.